It is Sunday, July 28th, and this is The Rally. Hey, everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. And Scranton Wilkesbury just can't seem to figure out the Louisville Bats, team that comes in with one of the worst records in the league this season, and yet the Rail Riders coming into today, Sunday, they'll need to win a game in order to avoid a sweep. On the season series, Louisville is 4-1 and one against Scranton Wilkesbury, despite being well under 400 with a win percentage against every other team in the International League. Yesterday, Louisville got on the board early and often, doing it with two runs in the first inning off of Daniel Camarena. It was an RBI double by Christian Colon, just two batters in. It scored Narciso Crook all the way from first base. But two batters after that, Brian O'Grady doubled home Colon. And four batters into the game, Louisville had a 2-0 lead. They added a third run an inning later, Mitch Ney with a leadoff home run in the frame. Just his fourth game in AAA, his second hit, and the 25-year-old who had shown off plenty of power down in AA this season for the Reds organization. No surprise that he eventually picks up his first AAA home run. Comes off of Daniel Camarena to give Louisville the 3-0 lead. That score would remain through the top of the fifth inning. It was still 3 nothing. The Rail Riders had a hard time getting the bats going last night, just as they did on Friday night. And in the bottom of the fifth inning, Louisville put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for Scranton Wilkesbury with four runs in an inning that featured two errors, three hits, and a home run. Aristides Aquino with his 27th home run of the year. Two-run shot capped the four-run frame, and Louisville comfortably led 7-0 in the middle innings. The bats added a run an inning later, and then in the top of the seventh inning, the Rail Riders got the bats going for the first time. Eric Kratz reached three times in the game. He walked to begin the seventh inning. A strikeout and a pop-out followed suit, but then the top of the order came around for scranton Wilkesbury. Mike Ford singled, and after a pitching change, removed Justin Grimm from the game, it was Alex Powers coming in to face Tyro Estrada. Here's a pitch, a swing, and a line drive. Sliced down the right field line. This one's fair, and it goes into the corner. Eric Kratz scores. Mike Ford gets the stop sign as it's dug out of the corner. Aquino fires into the infield, and Tyro Estrada is at second base with a double. It has been a fine game for him here, despite the Rail Riders trailing 8-1. That swing proved to play the lone run of the game for Scranton Wilkesbury, an 8-1 deficit, an 8-1 final. Despite all of that, the Rail Riders had a run on 10 hits. Three batters for Scranton Wilkesbury had multiple hits. Eric Kratz was two for three with a walk. Mike Ford was two for five with a couple of singles. And Estrada, three for four with two doubles, a walk, and a run batted in. So a really good day for him and good days throughout the lineup for the Rail Riders, but just unable to piece anything together. And after Louisville got on the board early and continued to create that distance, made it harder and harder for the Rail Riders to play catch-up last night. The game was played before 8,295 fans at Louisville Slugger Field in Kentucky. It was a game that was played in two hours and 35 minutes. Justin Grimm, who gave up the lone run of the game for Louisville, picks up the win. He's 1-0. Daniel Camarena, five innings, eight runs, six earned. He picks up his sixth loss of the year. He drops to four and six. The Rail Riders defensively, you heard Camarena gave up two unearned runs in the mix. Three errors for the Rail Riders, which... In 105 games this season, 
It is only the third time that one of the best defensive teams in the league committed three or more errors in a game. So few and far between for the Rail Riders for those defensive lapses, but last night was one of those cases where nothing seemed to be going the Rail Riders' way. Out of the bullpen in back of Camarena, Brady Lale went three innings, nine up, nine down with four strikeouts. He was dynamic and one of the true bright spots for Scranton Wilkesbury last night. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with the voice of the Louisville Bats, Nick Curran. The second of two series played between these two teams this season. Just a quick in and out here in Louisville, and the Rail Riders won't face the Bats again the rest of the year. So we thought it best to catch up with Nick, get a feel for his team, and specifically get a feel for a team that, despite the numbers, the records, what we see on paper coming in, to our eyes have looked a whole lot better than what some of the numbers might otherwise indicate. You know, I think it's uh, obviously this team has hit home runs pretty well. Not not quite at the pace that they have against uh, the Rail Riders, but they've hit home runs pretty well this year um, on a pace to really challenge a franchise record of 166, which was bat, set back in 1999. So um, there's that. They, they've Hitting home runs is not something foreign. Some good power hitters on this team, and Arcides Aquino, who you saw blast one last night, and and Brian O'Grady's been good with that this year too. So that's not really too outside the norm, but I think it's really been the starting pitching um, that that three of the four games so far between these two teams, and twice it's been Kerry Maya turning in quality starts. We saw him do that last night. Um, Vladimir Gutierrez. Uh, pretty good last week when uh when the rail riders saw him and and so uh that's something that hasn't always been there over the course of the year and and in, in four games three times you've seen three quality starts from Louisville starting pitching and that's been a big help and something else this team's played in and lost a ton of uh one-run games this year and uh they've been able to come up with big hits I think in this series so far last night Aquino kind of um, with that home run was a big lift, and, and then the bats were able to hang on and and uh, five home runs on Sunday. I don't know if there was a big hit there or not, but but that incredible rally in the ninth last Friday in Scranton, that's a situation where it's been a characteristic of this team all season long. have trailed a lot and gotten back into games, maybe tied it, and have just not quite been able to get over that hump and win. That night they scored six in the ninth to tie the game and, and then got the two in the tenth, which has been kind of the elusive thing to, to go on and win the game. And so I think a combination of all that together has been what we kind of a glimpse of what this team could be going forward and, and what it could have been this season if all those things had come together more often. But they've just happened to come together against uh, against your, your squad. Nick Curran, voice of the Louisville Bats, joining us on the pregame show here tonight. You mentioned that comeback from last Friday and six runs in the ninth inning to erase a 6 nothing deficit on the four home runs. What was the best reaction you got from your clubhouse? I'm sure wins like that, they don't come along in the 10 years I've been covering minor league baseball. It, totally unique, totally unexpected. So what was the the one guy, the one reaction that stuck out to you in celebrating that win? Yeah, I, I talked to Narciso Crook about it. He had an incredible road trip. The, the four games in Pawtucket before and then the three in, in Scranty was the IL batter of the week and was talking to him about that earlier this week. And uh, he was kind of taking me through that whole ninth inning. He said, you know, Aquino hits one, and everyone's like, well, you know, at least we're not shut out. And then Blandino hits one, and then it's like, eh, we got a couple. And then and then a couple of guys get on base, and then Chadwick Trump, who's not been with this team very long, he sends one out, and then everyone says, man, we got a shot. 
uh, it's a one-run game at that point, and, and then he came up and tied it with a home run in the, uh, you know, in the ninth after a new pitcher came on. Uh, it was fire icing in, and, and he was able to hit it off of him. And, and he he said he was just so excited going around the bases and was just uh, very emotional because of the comeback. And he'd said he'd never seen anything like that. But I thought it was pretty cool to kind of go through. And, and uh, you know, I think that's what everyone was thinking. Well, not shut out. And then, well, there's another one. And then all of a sudden, whoa, this could be a game. And then, holy cow, it's tied. So um, it was kind of cool to, to get his perspective watching it from the dugout and then going out there and tying it with a, a homer to center. And we'll leave you with this. Last question here before game two, the middle game of a three-game set. Eric Stout gets to start for you guys. What's been the story with him this year, and what should we expect to see out of him tonight? Uh, left-hander, he's a guy that was signed out of independent ball, went to spring with the Padres, was cut, uh, was playing for the Kansas City T-Bones when the Reds signed him with some needs, had some guys opt out, and you know some shuffling uh, in the rotation that way came in as a starter was moved to a relief role and has kind of been the guy with the bats down two in the rotation they really only have three starting pitchers right now Gutierrez, Maya, and Antone and uh, so they need they need somebody to fill in basically with Lucas Sims and Sal Romano who are both starting for this team they're both in the big leagues right now uh, and Tyler Malley went on the injured list up with the Reds and that's one of the reasons why they're both up there and so, uh, yeah, it, it, Stout's probably a guy they're hoping. He went three in a spot start uh, against Gwinnett on Tuesday. He's pitching on three days rest, uh, probably looking for about three innings out of him here today. And, and uh, you know, kind of a bullpen day today, followed by probably a bullpen day tomorrow with Jesus Reyes, not a guy that's typically gone uh, for multiple innings. So um, they're, they're, they're trying to stretch whatever they can get out of Eric Stout today and, and uh, trying to manage this bullpen the best they can through these two games in which they don't really have a starting pitcher. Big thanks to Nick for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. First pitch in Louisville, 2 o'clock. The Real Riders pile on the bus post-game and get ready for a 12-plus-hour bus ride back home. But the focus on baseball and avoiding a sweep against Louisville and trying to take four out of six on this road trip, Columbus to Louisville here this week. Pre-game coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 1.30 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later on this afternoon.